Welcome to the Savages episode 18. It's your host, or should I say, mediator to care. I got Chase in the building. One now. I got a special guest. Oh, Han. After oh, missing, how, how, how after guest? missing last week's episode, not last week, last month's episode, because um, bodybuilding is more important to him. Unfortunately, of course, but to, I'm now I'm back to our podcast. So he ditched us to the side. You know, seen us as a side thing, but now that that's finished, he's back here. What have you got to say for yourself? Just to clarify, guys, Takir's not a media, he's a pot stirrer. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say the other word, but he's a pot stirrer. So oh, yeah. yeah so, but anyways, I'm back. I'm not a zombie no more. Yeah. I'm more fatter. So yeah, I'm happier. Yeah, your face looks a bit um, fluffy around the edges. <laughs> Widescreen TV and that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is it going down like that now? So okay. the F word is off limits. Wow. Uh, can't use that word no more because mm. it's sensitive. Uh, but we do have a special guest in the building. He's a long-time friend of mine. I've known him since 2006. So that's over a decade now. Mm. Uh, we work together in business. We've done sports together. We've pretty much done a lot of things together. Uh, but a little um, note, he does have go make. But with no further so ado... Well, go on, people. Hello. It's CJ. <laughs> <laughs> bro, tell me about yourself. Who you are. Tell people who you are, bro. Why should they get to know you? Um, Theo Nelson. Some call me TJ. Um, good friend of the kids, as he's mentioned. Yeah. And Han and um, also Josh. And uh, yeah, right now I'm working with the Lab Fresh guys. Um, doing okay. some uh, uh, clothing line for uh, Lab X Marino and yeah. For sure. So, guys, if you don't know, Lab Threads have partnered up with TJ's charity, which is Marinal Foundation. Would you like to tell us more about your foundation, please? Yeah, Marinal Foundation is um, a charity that sets out to help disadvantaged children Amazing. in uh, Africa, to be more specific, Ghana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, we're 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 trying to help our orphans. We're giving free educational scholarships yeah. out. Yeah. To, uh, for children to attend Marino International School mm-hmm. in Accra. And yeah, we've got a lot of things going on, so keep an eye out. Amazing. Um, a word from our CEO regarding this fruitful partnership? It's been a very awaiting kind of game because obviously we started uh, this whole you know movement, I think the beginning of the year, but obviously I was absent because obviously due to bodybuilding nature. <laughs> I'm now thank you to be back, but anyways, I want to give a big shout out to my boy to gear for manning the fort while I was away, yep. <laughs> even though he didn't do much. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't, I'm wow. joking. Bro. <laughs> you can see it's a kid's face <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm ready to scrap. But yeah, I'm really grateful for what to has done for this year because obviously he kept the whole brand moving and obviously with the negotiating with lap threads with Marinel. And we can't wait to see much more interesting things that's to come. Amazing. Thank you for that. So today's podcast. Oh, Chiz, I didn't ask how you are. you okay, mate? Yo, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Yeah, Chiz has been a regular fixture of the team. Of course, man. Um, but he's looking hella, hella fine. Come he's on, got man. a chick coming soon. Come on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you know it? Has he got a chick? <laughs> no. Hey, oh. there's no, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> coming soon. It sounded like... 
you know, something that pirate. Come on, man. Hey, hey, if you guys can see what he's wearing, come there's on, man. Nothing. There's brown, nothing to report. Brown monk shoes. Come on now. Black I'm like, cheesy, man. It's yeah. a bit early for Valentine, yeah. man. Why are you looking like that? Hey, hey, man, hey. She's the type of guy to dress up in Halloween smart. You know, you know what I am, you know, you know what I am. I, I honestly believe in dressing smart all the time. I'm going to dress time. like, um, not, what's the name? Morris Chestnut. Anyways. <laughs> 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 the guy who died in Boys in the Hood. Right. Ricky! <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, you should check out Morris Chestnut. But no way. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the news lately or those of you who are listening. Knife crime right now. Um, did you guys hear about the story in London about the 15-year-old kid, Baptiste Ajay? Um, no. I've just got back from Ghana, so I haven't, I've heard that there's been some madness happening in Manchester. Right, you guys, you two don't uh, have an excuse. Uh, Come on, guys. Man, I think I might have. It was all Is it, over wait, socials. Wait. Oh, I've never been on social media though, not properly. But um, <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm assuming, right? Is this the one where he got stabbed? Was it close to like the McDonald's or something? Correct. Yeah, well yeah. I read about that one. Yeah. Yeah. That he was. was he stuff. was uh, a fledgling, well, promising footballer, mm. um, and he's coming from school. Mm. He got off the bus at three p.m. Mm. Had an altercation outside McDonald's, and he mm. got stabbed, and he got pronounced dead at the scene. Mm. Um, and it caused a huge outroar, you know, because the pitch that they used was him in his school uniform smiling and it caused like, a lot of um, heartache mm-hmm. in a lot of people in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could see uh, children the next day, put you know when they put flowers outside of someone that's passed away, mm-hmm. cried tears and everything, so it was a proper sad scene. And then many days later, you got people um, getting stabbed up in Arndale in Manchester. Jeez. So it's a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, Stop and Search has returned to the streets. So in London, you know how many people have been stopped on certain average a day? Probably every minute. No, how in many, whole, bro? In the whole city of London. Yeah. A couple thousand. Okay, maybe not that much. A thousand people. Wait, London's a big place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> London's right, a London massive place. All right, he was close. All right, 679 people are being stopped and searched. What do you think of stop and search in general? <sighs> It's a madness, you know. It's a, it's a weird one, especially like for example, I can I can understand you can get kind of triggered by it in the black community. You can think like, oh, racist, because a lot of the time when you stop and search, like it can be for no reason. It can be like for no absolute random reason that you stopped, and I don't know, man. You can feel like it's a violation of privacy to an extent. So I see that it's kind of like me and you the other day. When we were when you we were driving, yeah, yeah, and then we got stopped by the police. Uh, we're not meant to. Continue, continue, continue. We'll leave that story for another day. Come on, man. continue. Come on. The point, the point I'm making, right? The point I'm making is like I'm not doing anything wrong, man. Leave me alone. So <laughs> that's the point I'm making. So I don't like it, but like if if there is they pulled up to your side, <laughs> yeah, they pulled up to my side. <laughs> Is that a problem, officer? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you get what I mean. I don't know, man. I I prefer it to not to be stopped and searched. Have you been stopped and searched? No, you know. I've never been stopped and searched in my life. Hmm? Oh. No. No. Okay, so I guess we're in the very privileged position to mm-hmm. not be stopped and searched. But have you ever had the situation with the police? And you're like, something's just not right here. Ever. Yeah, once. Go on, lad. I, I can't disclose that 
story. I can bleep. I can bleep things out. Don't oh, worry. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. Just. Just tell us anyway. Me <laughs> facing it, like you kind of see that kind of. Should have taken down with you. Pardon. Should have took him down with you. <laughs> yeah. Just I wouldn't advise that as a black male uh, in this country. Um. But anyway. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing because I don't know how much of it was race, but it, it, at the time it did seem like right institutionalized racism is real. Okay, I've got an interesting question, like, kind of going away from the point here. But do you feel like, as a black male, you got to subconsciously check your behaviour? You can't be out of line, because then people will... Do you know, do you know where I'm going with this? C- kind of. You mean, like, do I, do I feel like i got to alter my behaviour to, to, like... you got to conform to their standards, basically. If you talk back... They're gonna think, oh, this guy's being a bit lippy. Yeah, oh, you mean, attitude. Oh, you mean like, you mean like, with the, like, you mean like, if I was interacting with the police, or do you mean like in general with people? Um, I think police, uh, people, and that sort of class and society, that sort of stuff. Um, it depends, man. Like, I personally don't feel like that because normally I'm not really one to argue or or anything. Like, I'm because I feel like I've seen some videos, right? Yeah. Where, for example. You you may think that something racist is going on, like a black person stopped, yeah. and the the police tried to do something, and sometimes I feel like. Like black people, sometimes you can escalate the situation by trying to argue, and you're like, "Oh, why are you, why are you, why are you stopping us such a bit?" And you're shouting. It escalates it. Yes, it, to an to an extent, you can argue that it's wrong that you're you're being searched, but yeah. being argumentative doesn't doesn't help the thing. So I think. Um, but being stopped and searched for no reason. Exactly. That's not appropriate either. But I'm saying some things can be dealt with differently. But on examples where people have. You know, succumb to the police. Has anyone seen when they see us on Netflix? Yes, oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah, that was deep. wrong. Okay, that, that, that was evil. He succumbed, that, to the, he succumbed to the police, and the police did him over anyway. Mm, so who can evil. you trust in the society? If you can't trust the people who it's are a, sworn to protect you, it's a, it's a what question, option man. do we have? To continue the story. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you edit all this out, by the way. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is getting edited out, right? Yeah, yeah, both, yeah. <laughs> both, both, the whole story. Yeah, I don't want yeah. that anymore. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> TJ's got a uh, in hold. Don't worry, I'll edit that out. Uh, but it's good. What's that thing about Netflix you mentioned? When the seals, when the seals, yeah, it's mad. It's about the Central Park Five. Yeah, or the Exonerated uh, Five. Yeah, they got all arrested uh, when they were innocent for a crime that they didn't do. Stayed in jail for time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you want to spoil it for him and everyone in the in the audience? Oh yeah, my bad. Yo, you got yo, right, yo, sorry, guy. Edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come Come out. Out, you, didn't, you didn't go too much. I didn't go too. I didn't Four episodes too much. or five or something. Yeah, watch it. It's mad. It's, it's emotional. It's, it's really good. Point. It's very yeah, good. it's, it's good. mad. I watched oh, it all the way through. You guys are nice. Just send me your Netflix account. You know. You don't have a Netflix account no more. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's a sponge, you know. You've used the pure gym codes. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what did I do that? You and Wen abusing our pure gym bro, codes. Wen, not me. Anyways, both of you. Anyway, besides the point. Uh, the he dad, abuses yours. Uh, no, only when he needed to, to take a poo. <laughs> That's when he used my code. Bro, you, you just... This guy text me saying, yo, I'm using your code for a poo. And then text her, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Mad. This is why I can't, I can't use my code. I can't be sharing Don't my code. Don't go to my keys, yo. Yeah, exactly. Which is in before the... Anyways, bro. Whatever. Uh, right. <laughs> let it go, let it go. Uh, yeah, so... Conform to the police. So the reason why I'm more on the side of the people is because I was instant where in London, mm-hmm. had to be London, I was in a car, in a BMW, and surprise, surprise, the driver was a black person. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
So we're in traffic, central London traffic, and a police officer with a, I think it's a RMPA or something like that, I forgot what it's called. It basically scans your license plate and it basically shows whether that person insured or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pulled up beside us in traffic. Oh, come on, man. So they couldn't, they couldn't scan our license plate. But him, the police officer being a police officer, pulled his window down. So you're right, mate. How's it going, chaps? And I was in a suit, my boy was in a t-shirt, jeans. So yes, I'm not going all right. It's going all right. Said, yeah, mate, you want to have a look at that tyre? It's a bit it's a bit flat. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? I've not experienced anything. Said, nah, mate, it looks like it's popped, you know. All right, have a good day, fellas. I said, all right, see you. So about 10, 15 minutes later, when we escaped traffic, mm-hmm. we pulled up, checked the tyre. Nothing wrong with it. Eh? It's just testing waters, wasn't it? Testing waters. And it's happened before. My brother was driving. And they went through orange lights. Police pulled up saying, why are you going through red lights? Clearly went through orange lights. Mm-hmm. So pulled up, well, something so bad. Mm-hmm. And the lights go quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Another incident, they pulled my, my brother up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally on the police radio, they were saying a rape just happened in the area. Rather than responding to that, he was too busy asking my brother what he studies, how many years has he been at uni. <sighs> I was like, Wow. Is this is this what police on? At this time of night, they just have nothing to do, and that's and that's what they simply do. Mm-hmm. I feel like so I'm not really on the side of the police. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the killing of that 15 year old is proper sad. Mm-hmm. Um, a 15 year old got arrested for uh, suspicion of murder. Mm-hmm. Now, how did he get arrested? Is that his mum handed him in? Oh yeah, no. yeah she did. Yeah. So the question, the bombshell, I want to ask you guys is if your child was suspected of being involved in a killing, would you hand him over yes. for them to the authorities? Of course I would. Why? Why? Cause, like, like, is he involved? Yeah. He's involved. Then of course I'm handing him in. But he could be away for life. Away, b- bro, that's not the point. He's done what he's done. He's made his decision. What do you want to do? You want to hide and pretend that he's, he's not done it? You're making faces. Hmm? You're making faces. Now I'm handing him nah, in. I, I agree with you, what do you want me to do, man? Pretend that he's not a murderer. Okay. So, you as a parent who want to give the best outcome for your child, think it's okay, no problem at all to hand him into the authorities, lock the keys away and not see him for well, potential problem. Look, man. He started it. He should finish it. Listen. Look, look. Look. Okay. For, for me... Okay, come on. From the day that he's been born, like, with my child, I'll teach him anything, everything from the in and outside world, it's up to him what he's going to use with the knowledge that I give him. So if he's going to go behind my back and do something that, you know, is totally wrong, I already taught you everything I, you know, you know from your, when you were a kid. So if you do that kind of mistake of, you know, committing murder, that's, that's you know, I ain't helping you. Um, I, I wouldn't say, go on. All right. Oh, yeah, okay, not committing, but involving. Okay. <sighs> it's a madness. Did he do the murder? He's involved. He's involved. So he played a heavy hand. He, he was Joy Enterprise. Pl- Oh, man, like this is what I'd have to do if I know of it. My for me, my my values are this honesty. I can't I can't allow that. So if you like, this is what I'd do. I'd hand him in if he's gonna be living in my house. If he's living in my house, bro, you gotta hand yourself in and confess to what you've done. Cause I value honesty. That's I don't want to. Of course, it's my flesh and blood. But this is what it is. The consequences to your action. If he doesn't want me to hand him in, then you can't stay here. You can't stay in my home. It is what it is, man. Sorry. I'll do my best at encouraging him to do 
encouraging him to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, by force, mm-hmm. take him to the police station and say, you must do this, but yeah. I'll yeah. kind of, like, push him in that direction, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're the person who's done it and it's, you have to answer for it. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Right. It's an awkward one, isn't it? It's one of them where, like, I don't think you will truly know what you will do unless you're actually put in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it's a very awkward one to answer. It's a hard one, man. Because that's your flesh and blood. That's mm-hmm. just son. I don't. None of us here have children, so we don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you think your situation or your answer would change? I'd, I'd, I'd like to say it wouldn't, but it's a tough one, man. Because I know that the, the I'm not gonna say too much. I'm gonna add too much laundry, but. There are people I know who've gone to jail. I'm like, you did, you did wrong. So, but did you love them? Of course, I loved them. In that prison, is what it is, man. Okay, but could you not say that peer pressure plays a huge role in in youth crime? Yes, yeah, yeah I'll say course, so. Man. Insecurity. Cool. So, let's say they're involved in a killing, right? But in the back of your mind, you are thinking he's a timid boy. He probably was forced to go in this life to protect himself. Forced. Yeah? Forced. Okay. <laughs> no one's forced. Coerced. Because, because, okay, guys. So there's another recent article came, yeah, did my research. Mm-hmm. A boy got stabbed to death mm-hmm. because he denied being part of the gang. Mm, that happens. <sighs> Damn. He said, I'm not part of this gang. Mm-hmm. And said, you sure about that? You said before you're part of the gang. Mm-hmm. You sure? He said, no, I'm not. Stabbed him up. <sighs> So, so would you rather have your child live up to your values, like you said, Han, and end up dead, or go to prison? Where, 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 where do you come in, mate? Mm. I'd rather go to prison than die. <laughs> so you'd rather teach your kids to join gangs? No, 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 no. no. Okay. So I'm saying, wait, what's the what's the question here? <laughs> you said, you said, right? Go, wait. You see that I I think you know on a topic like this, there's many kind of grey areas. Not everything's black and white. Right. In the sense that, for example, okay, let's go back to the first question. You know, why are these boys carrying knives? Yeah. A lot of it is for fear of their own life as well. It's not just oh, I'm a big man and I want to go and shank someone, so I'm going to carry a knife. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are thinking, right, this other kid's carrying a knife. And he went for one of my boys last week, so I have to carry on. So is this inse- is insecurity and fear? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that justify for doing that, yeah. but I'm saying that like it's a lot more complex than people thinking it. Do you know what I mean? Have you seen the knives these kids are carrying, though? Pirates of the Caribbean-style mm-hmm. swords, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah I'm flipping. That guy from Tekken, that... Shoji or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Big, big knives, man, machetes. Mm-hmm. So it is an interesting question, but we cut you off. Cheers, what was you going to say, mate? So I can't remember what I was going to say now. It's gone. Great. It'll come back to me, though. You want to add anything there, Han? I still stick to what I said, so... Yeah. With the potential... It's okay, so... If 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 we do remove the grey area in the, in the top conversation, which mm-hmm. is hard to do, um, your child has a choice. He enters the gang life mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. In school. Um, to stay protected or you tell him to stay away from the life with the risk that he will be bullied, he will be picked on. There's potential for violence. I'm sure you guys have seen the videos viral on the internet where kids are getting punched punched to a pulp. Oh, man. And they can't do nothing Damn. about it because they're not part of the cool gang. You know what I mean? Well, I wasn't part of the cool gang and I ended up like this. So it all comes down to different factors, different different situations. It's not just one situation. Oh, 
is being killed or to be cool. You know, there's different factors. You can either stay away from it or there's different... Again, it comes back to different roles. I could have been killed because I wasn't cool. You know, that sort of thing, if you were to say that. But I avoided that kind of situation. I hid myself, like, when I was bullied in high school. Like, I didn't socialise at dinner time. I got my dinner, ran to the bloody, what we call the media room, and just chilled there. With Offner and that. Yeah, we, we, we just watched anime and just boondocks. So, that again, that's a situa- that's, that's another situation. Mm. So, again, there's different scenarios that you can play. There's not just one. You can either be cool or get killed. Could you trust your teacher to protect your child? No. Because if you tell the teacher, oh, this and that, and then, oh, wait, after school, you get f- you get bullied. You get, p- yeah, p- <laughs> poked up. <laughs> you get destroyed. Mm, and that's the truth. Because mm. obviously, what, what teachers tell us, oh, go to that kid, oh, you shouldn't be doing this to this boy, this and that. Yeah. Bro, after school, you get killed. Interesting. So if someone was to do something to your child, would you personally get involved? No. You wouldn't? No. Because one again, if you if if my if I if, okay, let me put myself back in my situation. If I told the teacher or my parents and they go sort this out, I still get bullied. I had to suck it up and you know face them years of suffer to you know to get to where I am today. But would you wouldn't you want your dad to come in and step in? And no, because what he's gonna do? Nothing. One okay. Oh, my son get bullied this and that. Okay, fair enough. Verbal. But in the age of high school, it's not verbal, it's physical. Okay, so what are you trying to say, that your dad should slap up the bully? No. So it's, your, it's your fight. When you enter high school, it's your fight. You, bro, not even, not every parent can save your ass, save your butt all the time. That's me, that's my personal experience. So I, if I would have told my parents and he, and they told, and he told the teachers and yeah. teachers get involved, this and that, I still get bullied. I've been there. I know this. So you would, so you wouldn't get involved if your child's being bullied. No, Oof, I don't know about that one. <laughs> because I know how it felt. I'll tell him. So you know how it felt. So why I will tell him everything. Obviously, I would, obviously I won't be like, oh, have a blind eye. Oh, he's getting bullied. I'll tell him what you know everything that he has to know, and it's just up to him for him to decide. Because if Hide I step in, in he's gonna get bullied like you know what I did. Okay. Do I want that for my child? No, I don't. I, I do. I do get that perspective. Is like you have to learn. Again, how to fight yeah, for perspective. There's so many perspectives you can play, but that's my perspective because I've lived it. But but the thing is, if you, okay, let me ask you one of you: Have you been bullied in high school for the past six years? Not high school. Well, Primary there you go. Bullied. High school is different. Primary school is different. Primary school, you still little kids, but high school is different ball games. Mm. You either get bullied or get tortured for the past six years. You get card names that you don't even know, like I mentioned in like a couple of the first episodes. I don't even know that name, Port Gristle. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, you get, get card names. You get bullied from nine a.m. to two p.m., bro. Again, that's the perspective that I'm playing, yo. See what I mean? You guys are laughing, even though I look. So, why are you put, put put yourself in my shoe and try and understand what I'm trying to say? You know, <laughs> Dude, you guys see. Audience, people, please unfollow these three people, please. Do not unfollow because these guys are laughing at nah, people that are like tortured. I get you, man. I get you, you know? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Jizzy's crying. Kia's crying. TJ, but you, bro. I don't need to podcast ever again. You know? <laughs> no, yo. Yeah. Yo, man. Nah, I get what you're saying, though. For real. For real. Yo, Chizzy, man. Go, like... go to hell, man. Nah, nah, but, nah, but for real, though, if you, if you listen to what you're saying, it's like, just imagine if you, had, if you had a son... 
though. If you had a son who was getting bullied and uh, you're always there to step in for him, how's he true. ever going to learn how to fight the bullies back? Nah, that's true. Of course, I'll exactly. be there for him. Oh, he's going to tell me, okay, but I'm not going to go to school and say, oh, my son's getting bullied, this and that. In, especially in high school. Obviously, I'll support him mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to school, that's his playground. He's mm-hmm. right. This truth yeah, it's like that when you like, for example, if you're in jail, it's your playground. You know, you could got defend for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But what about that guy in school that always had the opportunity to call the olders? Or you touch me, I'll call the olders on you. You call it like year 11s. Um, some guy in my high school, uh, my friend, knew him himself. Um, anytime there was even a risk mm-hmm. of him being touched mm-hmm. negatively, mm-hmm. he'll go straight to his older brothers. Mm-hmm. And not, not his older brothers, his older brother's friends mm-hmm. who were in year 11, year mm-hmm. 9, year 10 deep. Mm-hmm. And they never touched him in high school. So would you wouldn't want your child to have that person in their life where if that child was to be ever be in a vulnerable situation, they know they can press this safety button? No. Reason is because, okay, let me, let me just give you an example. That, that person that you just mentioned... Yeah. In today, he's a nobody. Because I know, I've seen it. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a nobody. He's been bullying me for the past six years. He's, no, he's nobody. He's, he's, he's scrapping off the streets, bro. But I'm, you know, doing well for myself. All right. So Absolutely. people that, you know, I'm not going to say that it's all bad, but all people that treat people bad, you get it odd. You get what's deserved in the future. It's simple as that. Everyone that's in high school, they don't want to get bullied. No one gets bullied. Everyone wants to be cool. Of course you want to be cool. But then again, it's that kind of victim mentality back in high school where it plays a big thing, you know? So when it, when it, oh, he's cool, I want to be cool too. And then you have to do all these sacrifices to be cool. When you're in the cool gang, they make you do stupid things. What initiation than that? Yeah. Did you oh. have to do an initiation, TJ? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He was a cool guy anyways, man. No, no, I said <laughs> his form is just a myth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but in your form, TJ, I, I know this very clearly, you, you had your gang and everything, which comprised about 90% of the people, but there were pockets of people in your form that you would say weren't the coolest in the world. How did you guys interact with those people? The people who weren't the coolest? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, man. Um. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> well, you have to blur out that name, bro. Yeah, oh. Name and shame someone, bro. Shit. You know what I mean? Um, I know for sure they were not part of your banter. So how 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 did you? Because usually, like with people like that, they like with someone like that guy you just mentioned. Yeah. He was very very good at football, wasn't it? And everyone really. Wait. What? Which which that? Oh him! I thought you talk about like. No, 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 no. I thought because I thought you said that he chilled with us. So he's blurring so names like <laughs> oh, name yeah, dropping yeah, in. Oh, yeah, not him, not him. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, now. Oh, no. yeah. With um. In your form, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, with 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 uh, pupils or students like them, like they weren't ever like bullied or anything or like shunned. Like they were just, they're just kind of there and it was part of the group. But we didn't, we just didn't have the same banter. Do you know what I mean? Like they weren't really like ever like outcasts or anything in it. We just they just weren't interesting. Like, yeah, we just weren't. We just didn't interact with them as as much. But to be fair, there is, there is. There was one time where we actually like did like, uh, take advantage of that because uh, one time we had this teacher, and uh, I think you know who he is tall with a broke back. <laughs> and uh, at the end, at the end of the it was the end of the school year. 
and um, he was giving us sweets and he walks out the classroom for five minutes and we were just naughty kids. We stole his sweets anyway, even though he was going to give them out. And then <laughs> he got, he got, he came back in, went mad. He got that the heads of staff to come to the classroom, and then the heads of staff made everyone in the classroom like write down like who were the culprits in it, like who were the people who done mm-hmm. it, and then <laughs> we all came together and connived in it, mm-hmm. and we blamed it on the three people who didn't do anything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was like a scene out of recess or something. It was just hilarious. Like they were so confounded and confused, they didn't know what to do. There. So yeah. what did the teacher do? They just they just left it as that, innit? But, but there was no evidence. There was no evidence. Like they knew for a fact that, that it wasn't, wasn't them. <laughs> <laughs> so they knew like it was just like a plan in it. So they just kind of just like left it how it how it, how it was in it, and um, yeah. <laughs> Crazy where we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you, Han, for your um, your speech. Uh, the only reason I was bursting out uh, crying, laughing, is the word Port Gristle was mentioned oh, yeah. in an earlier podcast. It was. And we, we burst into tears. Um, not sure tears of um, emotion, but more tears of laughter. But having said that, we'll move swiftly on because we don't want this top podcast to get too heated. Um, I was watching a um, documentary regarding um, a murderer. I think it was Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah, um, and then a quote came from one of the person's mums. She said, I would rather be the mother of a murdered child than the mur- mother of a murderous killer. Oh, that's a hard one, that. Like, Do you agree with her? <clears throat> uh, 50-50. Found my yes or no. Nice, 50-50. Not for me, like. If, if I'm playing the Vietnamese kind of thing, yes. Because it all comes down to that kind of pride or, you know, how people see others. Like, oh, if you, if, if, if my son, well, for example, was a mur- murderer, it will affect people. Like, like my friends and family will be like, oh, your, your son's a murderer and that. They look at you differently with that kind of eye. And okay. they, you know, just treat you differently. Will you treat your son differently or your daughter? That they're being the murderer? Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Of course, I'm not going to treat them the same. You just killed someone. I guess it's what you put more value on, in a sense. Sadness or shame. Mm. Shame or, like, to be fair. How about you, Chiz? <sighs> Man. That's a tough one, that. I, being honest, it's... A, you got to compare the two lives, man. Like, if you're, if you're, I don't want my, I don't, I wouldn't want my kid to die. I don't want to experience that. That's a lot of pain. But oh. at the same time, like, when you, hands got a point, it's, it's different. When your kid's died, everyone's like, oh, you know, that's terrible. Everyone rallies around you. Whereas on the other side, if you have got a murderous son or uh, a child that's done a madness, yeah. hands got a point. Fa- people who are close to you can be like, oh man, I don't stay around, stay around him. Look at, look at that family. They're crazy. Look at that kid. So I, I see a point. I, w- I would prefer. So yeah, what she says, but what she says, people just stay away uh, from you. That's the question. Is it is it a mass murderer? Yeah. Mass murderer like Ted Bundy level. Serial killer, yeah, yeah. Oh, Multiple murders. Man. <sighs> well, if you see when the CEOs, right, the kids didn't do anything wrong, mm. and those people didn't believe them anyway. Exactly. And stay away from the families. Exactly. So they were snakes. Exactly. So, so there's, people there's don't have your back in the toughest times. Why exactly. should they? Why should you have them in your corner anyway? There you mm. go. That's true. That's 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 a valid point. That's a valid argument. That's like, a really like tough Raymond's question. Raymond's dad man. was there every single 
time mm-hmm. on exactly. the phone, talk to him, mm-hmm. even went prison the second time. Exactly. His new wife, she wasn't liking him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. And eventually she ran away in it. Exactly. So. And the other kids died as well who just who didn't come to his um his jurisdictions, the trials. Remember the one he started avoiding? Um and and Anton's dad. Yeah, yeah, Anton, yeah. yeah. No, no, was that the one way his dad actually like told him to confess to it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, really that's not on that told him to lie. But that's a really, really I don't know, man. That's a really tough question. That's a really, really tough question. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't I haven't got an answer for that right now. I Do don't you know. Believe people can change. Yeah, I believe people can change. So let's say your child finds God, mm-hmm. oh God. in jail. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He takes up a religion, mm-hmm. let's say Taoism, mm-hmm. right? And he changed life around. Mm-hmm. Would you welcome him back in your house? <coughs> Not my house. No, not in my house. I see, I see you in the coffee shop, though. Interesting. <laughs> 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 I don't. Can't relate. You guys changed the locks. Changed <laughs> 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 the locks, bro. When did we get a key? <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Oh, that's a big. That's, a, that's a, these are really tough We've questions. Welcome in the house. I feel you changing life around. Is this? Mass murderer. You see, that's is is, is a is a difficult question. Like <coughs> putting me in between a rock and a hard place there, because is that's what this podcast is for, guys. No, it's good. It's rock good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, it makes you think. But it's like that's the thing. I I can't answer that question because I don't know what I feel like in the moment. But I one thing I've realized, you know, you know, being twenty four, growing into a man is that people do change like legit people do change the same person that you knew maybe six months ago could be completely different because you don't know what they've experienced in that time Mm -hmm. you know so yeah people do change so have you ever had someone say you've changed but they said it in a very negative undertones i've never had yeah but but i think that's more so because they you've changed. You've changed. Like, you've been like... You can't hang around no more. Not like that. You don't I, sh- speak to me no more. I'd say... Yeah, cheers. You don't speak to me no, speak more. no more. It, it's a weird <laughs> one, man. Uh, yeah. It, it depends, right? Cheers. Like, it depends, it depends for what reasons. Because I think some people some people can attack you for changing if you've grown and they haven't. Because, yeah. yeah. for example, there have been some people who, for example, when I was younger, more naive, would take advantage of me, for example. They're just like that, and I'd let things slide. But then we start stepping up to him and saying, "Nah, that's not that's not happening anymore." They get upset with you because you because they're not because you're not under their control anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. That's so submissive. so there's there's a perception of that. But I've never had anyone say like, "You've changed <coughs> for for a bad reason." I've only ever had people say, "You've changed because I don't allow things to slide anymore." Interesting. So. No, you never heard that. Interesting. No. Um, talking of change, the impacts of music on crime. So the Chancellor of Exchequer at the moment, Sajid Javid, mm-hmm. he said drill probably increases crime, my crime. Are you familiar with drill music? Yes. Yes. Chief Keith. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the Heady One. Don't listen yeah. to music. Heady One? No? He, you want your course, yeah. yeah. Both. Yeah. 60, is it, what, 64? 67. 67. Oh, yeah, 67, yeah. Yeah, they're all drill artists. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask. Drill? What's drill artists? It does, it goes of like, mm-hmm. it's like a genre within hip hop. Yeah, it's kind of like grime, but more, more aggressive. It all sounds the same, and it all sounds dead to me. Yeah. Um. But anyways, my question is: Do you think music subconsciously controls the mind? 
to to uh, do these acts, yes. perform these acts. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> I, okay, 100%. There's, okay. there's definitely influence. You can't deny it. Okay, it's influence. It's influence. I remember I was listening to an interview of. Remember a group called Clips? Clips, ages ago. Do you remember Clips? No. No. Okay, fair enough. You know Pusha T? Yeah. So basically, him and his brother used to be in a gang called, uh, well, not gang. They used to be in a rap group called Clips, him and his brother. Yeah. So his brother called Malice, changed yep. his name to Mo- No Malice, and he quit. He was like, nah, man, I can't keep making this kind of music because they were making music predominantly about pushing drugs, the road life. And like he had some <coughs> deep revelations. He was like, man, look, I can't tell you the amount of people he can imagine who've died listening to the kind of music they were playing, the kind of people who were influenced by the music that they were playing. And whether we like it or not, you can deny it. Music does influence behavior. It does. Like, it's it's your environment. If you keep listening to it over and over and over again, and you're already in that life, then you're going to be influenced. It, it, and to an extent, some of that music glorifies that kind of life. Glorifies violence. Do it does. Like, fa- facts, bro. Have you not seen that some people, right, who've, who've come up from nice upbringings, N- nice environments, no trouble, until they want to be roadmen. Mm-hmm. And I'm then. like, oh, why do you want to be roadmen? A lot of people, originally, people were roadmen because they saw no way out, and the idea was to do road, to get to a point where they could get out and not do it anymore. It's glamorized. Pe- exactly, it's glamorized. So to an extent, some people are influenced in that way. So I'd say music definitely plays a part in it. Do you think music artists have a responsibility for the youth? <sighs> responsibility is a big word. Well, <sighs> yeah. That's a that's a big question. Yes and no. It's de- it's it's kind of like um, what's that Tupac lyric where he said, um, "I never chose to be a role model." No, 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 no. I got my own bottle. So Tupac. Have you never heard that bar? I never chose to be a role model. Tupac for Halloween. Yeah, no. There's a bar. There's a bar in that. There's a bar in that, man. Like 50 cent, I, get rich or die trying. There you go. You know and people it? lived up to that motto. They, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. But like, I'll say, I, I, I do definitely agree with that to some extent. But on the contrary, I'll say that, you know, with drill music, a lot of these kind of young boys, is this their way of expressing themselves? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is their way of also making it out of the situations they're in? Mm-hmm. They're seeing a platform mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of people's eyes are on it and um, it's making money. So they're like, okay, if this is the way I have to do shit to make it out of my situation, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily agree with all the glorifying. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, this is just, some of them are just painting pictures, you know, with words, with, uh, in um, painting pictures with words mm-hmm. and they're telling you their reality. Mm-hmm. Some, some of it is, I'm not saying all of it is that, but some of it is that. Mm-hmm. And some of it, is them needing or being in a desperate situation to get themselves out of the hood, you know what I'm saying? And they're becoming millionaires out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, so. Exactly. Is that a catch-22 situation? Because people may say that, cool, I want to be like him. I don't live in that circumstance. <sighs> I turn go. to the road life mm-hmm. and it goes all wrong. Very quickly. To catch a 6 9 Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Takashi six nine. He's probably snitching a local milkman. Name dropping everyone. He was there too. Name dropping everything. Go on. But, that, but that's the thing, though. Like it, it comes <clears throat> with that consequence in it, because like he's facing the consequences of like getting too hype on tracks and doing things like that in it. So it's it's up to you in it whether you want to go down that route in it. But I do think that we shouldn't always just look at it as like you know. Uh, these 
boys or whatever, these men are out here just like, you know, um, trying to glorify this like lifestyle, which is not really them or they're trying to glorify violence and that. That is true, that is happening, but, you know, at, at the same time is, is their way of getting out. And some mm -hmm. of them don't know any other way apart mm -hmm. from that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right, so you got- Or is that all the streets? Big people at gigs who've been trapping about this for time. Mm -hmm. They still living in ends. Mm -hmm. What if they don't want to get out of that life? That, that's the truth, that's, that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to get out of that life. Fredo, he's still, he's still there in ends. Yeah, but like, yeah, but they've turned their money into legitimate income though, innit? Do you know what I'm now they're at risk of violence as well. Miss got shot in the leg in Portugal. Yeah, but it's, that's, that's as I said, that's their own choice though, innit? Okay, like, right. If they're choosing, at the end of the day, they're not selling, or I'm not saying they, they ever sold whatever, innit? But, you know, some, it seems like in some scenarios, some that sometimes they would have been doing some type of illegal activity. Wherever it is, they've transitioned from doing that legal activity to mm -hmm. do something legitimate mm -hmm. and making money off it. Mm -hmm. So, Bugsy Malone, good example. Bugsy Malone. So, if you had the choice, absolute legend. If you had the choice to remove that sort of music from our culture, would you say yes or no? I wouldn't. You keep it. It's it's hard. I'd be a hypocrite, bro, because sometimes I listen to Grim and Drill. So it. I like it. I do like it, man. There's a part of me that appreciates the art in it. Like, but, so, like but who is the main listeners of Graham nowadays? It's the average 16-year-old called Debbie from <laughs> Bezik. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really about to say Debbie from Cholton or something. Nah, nah. Bezik's ends, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> from Cholton, who goes spoons on every Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what most Graham concerts and drill mm -hmm. concerts are populated by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Would I remove it from the culture? Yeah, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I it's think it's still ex it's still expressive. I think it's it contributes to knife crime. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's the sole contributor. No, I believe not. it makes a contribution, mm -hmm. a big enough contribution for a conversation to be made mm -hmm. about um, the content. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Johan? Sorry, go on. Oh. Would you say that religion contributes to war? No, I think human error leads to war. Human manipulation of texts that are designed for peace. Then what about human manipula uh, manipulation of words? Same kind of thing, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. No, because the people to, the callers of war are who? People who love violence, people who love gore, people who love killing. Mm -hmm. Music artists are what? Callers of violence, no? But then you could argue the same thing about movies. Everything, that's that. what so I'm saying. Could, yeah, so you could argue Top Boy. You could argue Top Boy. So does Top Boy glamorize violence? The road life. But that's the thing, though. Like, like, yeah. like, like, where do you draw the where, where do you draw the line of glorifying and just showing what the actual reality is? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just. I'm. I'm it's a question. Like, like, where's a, where's the line drawn? Like, it's a tough one to draw. Okay, so why why is it that yeah that every uh, non-white uh, portrayal mm -hmm. of life in UK streets is gang life is something to do something that's not that conforms to the stereotypes that Debbie from Bezik 
Paul Kengsberg. Basics <laughs> ends, bro. <laughs> Debbie from Charlton, man. Debbie yeah, from Charlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Debbie from Charlton. But that's the thing. I think that goes to like, you know, that goes way beyond this in the sense that that's to like the heads of these companies and corporations, in it? Like why Drake sanctioned it. Channel 4 cut you off time ago. Mm-hmm. It was the culture that brought Top Boy back. Who controls the culture? Yes. Who that's what I'm saying. Culture? That's what I'm <laughs> saying. But it, it goes beyond the rappers and stuff. That is like, why, why do they constantly push that agenda for people of color? Do you know what I'm saying? Why do they con- constantly push that perspe- uh, that perception with a uh, black boy? So why do general? we champion it? Ooh, top boy. It should be the Emmy. Hashtag this. Hashtag that. Duchesne this. Yeah, but we I'm- also champion Black Panther. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just. It's just it, that's what I'm saying. Is is it is the reality? Do you know what I'm saying? It's Black, like Black Panther wasn't a violent movie, though, was it? Mm-hmm. No, but, but what I'm trying to say is though is that there's many kind of like factors there's many faces, and many there's many factors, there's many kind of like <laughs> realities in it. There's a lot of grey in that man. It's it's not that simple. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like people that are gonna say something deep, I was like, it's it's okay. It's not that. Let simple, me ask you a question: The Top Boy formula is it original? In what sense? No. What do you mean? Uh, not really. What it portrays. Black people killing each other. Uh, drug life. Police. Snitches. Is that original? We've seen it in kiddohood. We've seen it in adulthood. We've seen it in another hood. We've seen it... Many hoods. That, that new film coming up now with Ratman and the guy from Top Boy. Oh, it? yeah, of course, yeah. But... We've yeah. seen this for our culture. We could argue with that with everything else as well, though. That's why same I'm, superhero that, movies. It's the same thing. We all know what's gonna happen. We all know Superman's so gonna why come are out the end. Change about it? <sighs> that's kind of what, that's kind of the perspective I'm coming from. In it mm-hmm. is is in everything in it. So, yeah. but like now, nah, I do see where you're coming from though, because like you're making a point out of this, and I also make a point out of yo. I'm tired of seeing uh, black history movies about slavery. I'm just tired of seeing it. Because there's so much more to black history than, you know, four or five hundred years of oppression and slavery. But for some reason, any time there's a film about black history and more specifically African history, it is slavery. I'm tired of seeing that. So, do you know what I mean? So from that perspective, I do kind of get you. Okay, so let's say it's Black History Month at school. Mm -hmm. Um, The teachers stop. Stop putting on movies depicting mm-hmm. slavery in the Americas because mm-hmm. we're in the UK now, mm-hmm. and start putting on Top Boy and uh, Kiddlehood Can you as Black History Month. Oh, that's all. Yeah, but that's not history, though, is it? Well, that's their way of showing UK culture and and history for them because <laughs> mm-hmm. slavery is in history <laughs> of of uh, of uh, Jamaica people's forefathers, is it? They still show it. No, it's there's a lot that's missed. Okay, out. it is, but it's not. It's not all their history. You get oh, yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Their history oh, I see, I see expands. You know, there's people that um, from the Americas, like Harriet Tubman, who create revolutions. Slavery is not only their history. But you, but, but but you see, like even when you talk about Harriet Tubman, yeah. that is still kind of on like the oppression type of model. Okay, I'm talking more about like why can't you? Why, why can't they talk about like black empires and stuff? Or African empires in history, do you know what I'm saying? Okay, have you got ha- examples? Ha- oh yeah, there's a uh, the Shanti Kingdom who fought against the British for a hundred years before yeah. they were officially colonized. Yeah. When yeah. Britain had an empire across the whole world, yeah. there's uh, Mansa Musa, there's uh, the the Asian kingdoms Musa. of 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 uh, Sudan and Nubia. Do you know what I mean? There's many examples. 
do you think those sort of things will be, should be championed in our curriculum over the likes of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X? That's an interesting fact, actually. I don't... Sorry. Yeah. The Martin Luther King is pushed for... He, he, he championed equality and peace. Mm. And look what that got him. Killed. Malcolm X, he didn't exactly champion peace, did he? He still got killed. So do you think there's like an underlying message here that we're not really seeing in front of us, but maybe behind the scenes? Elaborate. That maybe we should just stay quiet and stay in our lanes. Nah, but then staying quiet doesn't bring change at the same time. But, uh, okay. It, it, but even though it, it did get him killed, it, it, it made leeway Definitely. for other things, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather he spoke of that didn't, because I think today would be massively different if he didn't. Exactly. So, th- are those figures inspirational or not inspirational for yourselves? Of course, they're inspirational. Right? Like, uh, how how would they be otherwise? Like, it's because of people like that we're in the position we're in today. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, for example, like Morgan Freeman saying something like, "All um, oh, right, I think racism. If we don't talk about it, then it doesn't really exist or whatever." Some he says something uh-huh. along the lines. Or, or, like, if you don't talk about it, then there won't be a problem. But if people like Malcolm X, if people like Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey didn't talk about racism, then where would black people be today? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, Martin Luther King disagreed with Malcolm X's tactics. They never joined. They, they both disagreed with each other. Mm-hmm. But they did, they did towards goal. their death, they did actually try and mm-hmm. come together. They wanted the same thing, but just different methods of, of getting the same thing. Exactly. One just thought, nah, man, these people aren't going to listen to my talk. So I'm going to make them listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By any means yeah, exactly necessary. Right, yeah. Another guy's like, nah, listen, man, let's have a conversation. Let's, let's educate, change people's perceptions. Would you say Black History Month, Black History Month sparked a, um, sparked yourselves to look into guys' history? Did it inspire you to look into history? Every month for me is Black History Month, man. <laughs> Cody said but yo for real like I'm always trying to like it's not gonna I, I don't think it's gonna like make me look into it more because I'm so always trying to find so the curriculum at high school was a waste of time yes oh right all oh, right in terms of like what yeah. we actually learned during school yeah yeah did that inspire you to look into your own history no it didn't no it didn't bro I don't remember learning anything about black I don't remember yeah seriously all. I learned about King Henry yep and I learned about <laughs> Tudors yeah King exactly the Roman, a bit of the Roman Empire here and yeah. there yeah. but I don't remember anything here about black history I remember watching the Martin Luther King videos but that was it but then again at the same time I'm, I was being educated by people who may not have known much about black history at the same time so <laughs> How would you feel, yeah, if they got a group of um, ethnic minorities in one classroom mm-hmm. and did a class on knife culture? Would you pull? Would you pull the plug on that? <laughs> yeah, because what? Because why just ethnic minorities? Like white people start each other too. Perhaps in Manchester, London, we're more prone to violence like that mm-hmm. in the eyes. It's a stereotype, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Subtle racism. Interesting, you know, Black History Month, yeah. The non black counterparts in school, did you observe the reactions? Like, how did they receive this whole thing? It's a weird one. I thought. Because I don't w- remember it. That's the thing. I'd like, yeah. I'd, for in, high, in high school, there wasn't a Black History Month. Like, we didn't learn about one. anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 it didn't exist. That's why you don't remember it. Like, it right. didn't, it was there, but like, it wasn't in the curriculum, innit? We didn't actually like have a month in school where we learned about black history Actively that just didn't exist it, yeah. mm-hmm. just the occasional uh, we had like the occasional lesson here and there but nothing 
Yourself, Tafan? Nope. Zero. What will you change about it? Teach it. Teach it. Uh, but not just the bad stuff. They're not just oppression. Teach the good stuff as well. Like the the guy who made the ice cream, the guy who made the lawnmower. You know what I'm saying? These are all black people who did that. You know. Thank so, you. So you know, so it's more than just slavery. There's the other other aspects of it too, because it's, it's always a weird one. Like when when you're watching um, the videos of oppression and everything. Like if you like in my experience anyway. If you've been in a classroom where you got black people and then you got white people as well, everyone's a little bit uncomfortable. The black people are like, uh, I don't want to see it. Then the white people are like, sorry. So mm-hmm. it's awkward. It's, it's re- it is awkward, man. Okay. Have you guys seen 12 Years a Slave? I have. I've not seen it. No. Mm, no. So whichever tall edge you're for. Did you go watch the cinema? I watched in the cinema. Okay. Did you have a neutral outlook when you finished the film? Neutral looking was like you stay the same emotionally before the film. Yeah, I was still the same. Like, that's the oh, thing in it. Like I'm kind of like numb to movies like them now because I've seen them since birth. Do you know what I mean? Like this kind of like I'm not saying that. How can I say it? Like I've just always seen them in it. Like they they just seem to be a narr- it just seems to be a narrative that's constantly pushed by Hollywood in it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really feel any of any type of way when I walk out of watching Twelve Years a Slave. It for me it was like a it was a greatly kind of like shot film in it. Like a it was it was it quite was greatly. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it was it was an amazing kind of film in terms of like the direction and the acting. But um, two hours long. I am tired of seeing movies like that. Interesting because I I say that because I observe reactions to Twelve Years a Slave, and let's just say there was a lot of um, frowns mm-hmm. at other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we know which type of people, mm-hmm. um, and uh, negative expressions towards them and hate, yeah. and um, people being apologetic, like you just said before. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is a really great movie, so I advise everyone to watch it. Mm-hmm. Films like Get Out. Yeah, there we go. I was thinking about that. Do they see. help to push the tide a little bit? Nah, you get out. That sh- that shit is real, man. Like, <laughs> yo, like I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but I've experienced like moments where I'm amongst, like I'm the ethnic minority. That's you know, what I meant before. Just conforming, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, I'm the ethnic minority amongst like a majority. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have just been like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, or or they right. do just kind of like you know, do have this kind of sort of racism where they don't see it as racist, but to you yeah. it is, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. I have, like, that. that that's is right. real. There's right. that is there's real, truth in that. There is truth in that. I've experienced that as well. Especially as British people, we're subtle about things, not like yeah. Americans. Yeah, go on. Yeah, stop playing. Now, TJ's right. I don't want to give examples because I'm going to bait people out. Trust the book. They have, man. And it just, a lot of the time it can be ignorance, but... It's it's in the way they say th- it's in the way people say things. It's, Do you speak African? Speak there African. you go. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, oh, oh, just man. like oh, oh I, I <laughs> my boyfriend used to cut black people's hair. Stuff like that. Just like <laughs> little things like that. Oh, I don't wanna, I don't want to say too much. But <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what I mean? It's it's little things like that. Yeah. I literally had like experienced like a moment from that. Like it was so weird. Like this guy right all night was just like challenging me to like games do you know what I mean kind of like how the white guy was challenging uh, his sister's boyfriend do you know to the arm wrestle in Get Out in yeah. Get Out yeah and oh, he's yeah. just challenging me to games all night at first I thought nothing of it and then he says certain like oh what did he say he says certain on the lines of 
oh yeah man just put it away put it away like trying to say I'm a big you know what I'm saying oh. <laughs> so I was I was just laughing in it I was like yeah yeah whatever innit? not taking it too seriously innit? and then he went yeah man you guys man you guys have really big things in it I was like what <laughs> and, then I, and then he was like do you know what I think that's because of I think that's because of your genetics and I, I I just went, what the fuck? Man? Where's it like, going? <laughs> Yo, this is like some scene from Get Out. Like, I literally said that. Because that's like, that, that, that is a scene from Get Out where, like, my guy's, uh, the, the girl's brother is challenging the boyfriend to an arm wrestle on it. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys with your genetic makeup. Da, da, da. Test the masculinity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was strange. What it was if strange. that was a situation of him acting like that to provoke a reaction? That's the thing, though. Like, he, was he provoking a reaction? I think he may have been. Okay. I think he may have been. Because before that, he was challenging me to handstands and shit. Like, he was just like, it was a constant, like, and before that, he was challenging me to a pool game. He was like, he was just constantly trying to, like, take a go at my masculinity. It was weird. Oh, so man. I actually have experienced genuine moments like that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what to say. You know? I actually don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, you can take that out just in case my man listens to it. <laughs> Listen, he gets all the, the L's he can. But I watched Get Out and I, was, I thought it was quality mm-hmm. um, directing, acting, especially mm-hmm. by the British mandem mm-hmm. who are doing it large in the Americas right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with something that TJ does say. I feel like as an ethnic minority, I have to conform to the, let's just say, I gotta dial down some of my personality traits. So obviously I'm from Gorton, so mm-hmm. I've got certain ways I speak. Yeah. And I can't speak like that in certain workplaces. Oh yeah. Which means I can't be myself. Because me being myself is speaking colloquial English. Mm-hmm. And if I can't do that, I feel like I'm not being myself. And the banter that I have to do is all fake. And you gotta do those fake laughs. Yeah. Even that guy in high school used to make that joke. We're not gonna say his name. But you got to fake laugh it mm-hmm. and hope it just goes away. I even know him. Right? <laughs> he knows him. You work that city with Wait. I'm going to have to cut you out. Leif. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, wow. oh my. Jeez, you better. Yo, bro, you better. Cut out the first part. I cut out the part where I just told that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That story there? Yeah. No, yeah. I gotta keep that one, bro. It's nah, nah, because to... you're my mind. Like, I, I, trust gonna... me. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna be supposed to get the cut. Come on, TJ. I'm inviting you. Just... Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've given plenty over. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> this guy in high school, he's always like, yo, I'm doing a joke. And he starts tapping your back and trying to encourage you to laugh more or something. Open <laughs> You need to get water, bro. Safe. Wait. You, oh, so, oh, no, go on, go on. I just want to elaborate. I want to understand your point. So, elaborate. So, you feel like you got a. Is it like only in the presence of people who aren't ethnic minorities? Like, no, 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 no. There are people of an ethnic minority who, for example, so I think my faith mm-hmm. has, is a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. When I'm with people of. Um, what's the English word for it? In Arabic, we call it Iman, mm-hmm. uh, which is spirituality, something mm-hmm. like that. I can't ex- translate in English at this moment in time. you got to feel like you can't be doing things that would be out of line. Okay, yeah, actually, fair enough. Yeah, fine, yeah. I follow. You get I follow. me? Yeah, yeah, I get you. I at get the you. same time, I can't be doing things that may seem, oh, he's a bit yeah. extreme. He's a bit religious, isn't he? So I can't do that, and I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a middle. Uh, the waters are all blurred. 
yeah. I, I truly can't be myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's, but it's hard. I man. feel like Could that you? with my own people as well, though, man. At times, not like I can't be myself in it, but it's like, oh shit, like, what about like how would like this person perceive this because this person is like, um, like my mum's friend or something, and she comes from a different culture, and and, and then this culture is yeah. not very well accepted. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel yeah. like that with my own people at times. Do you feel like everyone feels that to some degree, where you can't fit, you can't be yourself in certain environments? Yeah. Okay. Um, could you happily bring? A person you love that's from a different ethnicity home. Yeah, I could. No question asked. If she was, yeah, if she, like, I think my mum in that situation, she does look more at the personality and more at what type of person you bring to her. Okay, maybe like, your friends then, or he doesn't like us. But like, them. she would like, that's the thing, like, for first impression, she would like obviously judge the race in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. because it's just it's just a thing that people do for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I don't. F- but I don't think that would be like the be all and end all. Like just because this person's this color, then you can't. Nah, it won't be like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. is a uh, touch upon the interesting point there. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's certain instances that you can't perform because you feel like you'll be judged by your own people? I feel like I'll be judged by my own people. Yeah, is that what? You yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like I can't perform or I can't communicate or be myself. Um, to an extent, yes, but I feel like I feel like that with with every with every race to an extent. Mm. So I wouldn't just I wouldn't just say it's I wouldn't say just say it's my race. Right. For example, it could be like a contrast of values or contrast of upbringings. The, for example, there's some people that I I can't fully be myself with, and that's and that's okay. It is what it is. There's certain people that I can be. Like for example, you guys lab, I can have a joke and I can have a banter, but. The other people, like, for example, with other workplaces, work environments I've been in, people of colour also, or people who have not been of colour, the people are just thinking, like, we just don't click. <laughs> we just don't vibe. Can't force Have you ever been in a situation where you're with people of your own background mm-hmm. and they're actually stopping you from being you because they don't want them to get in trouble to the higher management? Ever in that situation? If you know what I'm talking about? Wait, wait. I feel like I have, but I can't think of a specific moment. But I feel like I've... Like, so stopping me. films and movies about this where let's say you know, you're a black person you're going to an environment and yeah. you're like a black work colleague yeah. and then the moment you behave how you do back home and that mm-hmm. these people put you in and say oh don't get us in trouble you know I mean? we're here mm-hmm. to, to be professional and go back home but the white people or the Asian or the Chinese they aren't telling you to do this it's actually your black work colleagues that are putting you in line. Yeah, so actually. they don't get in trouble. Yeah, I've had that before. <laughs> I've had that. I've had people, some people say like, don't do that. You, you know what they're like over here. You know what like they're people like. I've had that before. You got to look after your own. I've, I've heard I've heard that said before. Yeah. So, yeah. Now you say it. Now, yeah. now you say it in work. That's actually happened quite happened a lot. many times. Where I like, I've just been like, just doing shit in it and then like someone go in yeah, and I calm down bro like he's he's in pain it's true you've had that before you can't say that here <laughs> interesting interesting yeah, yeah, the wrong way. how about you Han you've been very very mute about what like have you ever had instances of your own people saying you know Han calm down it doesn't work around here bro you know I don't have, I don't hang around with my own people when is my only, f- <laughs> only Oriental friend? Yeah, Han, Han. <laughs> yeah. You know when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to when. Um, Han actually doesn't have many friends of his own background. Man, I'm quite aware. We do know that. Yeah. Um. So, that's an interesting case. 
Because he has no one telling him. So, yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? No? No. Basically, well, learn from Does it help experience. you the fact that these elders are telling you to calm down? <laughs> or he has he never has that person in his life. Mm-hmm. It sometimes it can be coming it can be coming from a well meaning place like they may intend well. Oh uh, well, come to, on, to, mate. To, to an extent. But I think sometimes it's also a reflection of their own insecurities or a reflection of maybe bad past experiences in the past. That's what they're like, look, no no no. So I, I can But what if religions Have you ever had like People who are practicing Christians saying Cheers you can't do that That goes around To teach them Christ Yes I have yeah Well to No T- Yes and no Yes and no, to the extent that And I mean In public interaction With other people And they stop you If you know what I mean No I haven't, I haven't had it From other people Who are Christians I've had it people From people who aren't Christian Ah, hate yeah, them Yeah exactly ones. They're like wait the <laughs> Aren't you a Christian like, The religious people The religious police so I, I get I get that. I've had it more so from people like that. I never had it baited out. How frustrating is it to articulate it for us? Like even when people who aren't religious aren't religious and yeah. say, Oh, you're not supposed to do that. Exactly. You're a yeah, exactly. You're a it's it's frustrating. It is annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you should be per- it is annoying. I'm just like, bro, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me, let me live my life. No, because at the same time the way yeah. I the way I view Christianity or religion, I always see it as a personal relationship yeah. with God. Yeah. And I view that everybody's on their path. Like you cut nobody's perfect. That's the point. I make mistakes. Other people make mistakes. So I'm learning. So it's it's a walk in it. So it annoys me when people are like you shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, bro, leave me alone. <laughs> I, I'm I'm walking my path. I'm yeah. doing my best. Exactly. So people try to put you in the box or try. It's a, it's actually a form of control when you think about it. That's it's a form of control I manipulation. Think, I think human beings just have this kind of weird natural inclination and then mm-hmm. at times to just impose their prejudice on other people oh, yeah. no matter how mm-hmm. how different that or what no matter how different that other person is or mm-hmm. what country or cultures come from they mm-hmm. just kind of want to impose their own prejudice on other people that's true you know have you ever had a situation where oh i didn't know vietnamese or asians do that or stuff like that people have yeah. said that to you yeah yeah a lot a lot okay like it's mostly when I'm going to like um, temple in Birmingham, which I'm Buddhist. So obviously, when I'm around like my own people, it's just like you gotta do this, and then and then and obviously when I trying to say some stuff that oh I do this, like you do this, and like I was like yeah, because obviously we can't. For me personally, I can't relate to my own people sometimes, and that's that's how I feel. So when people, my own people, trying to put me in place, like what you guys was trying to say, is like. I don't have that, and I think I'm grateful for that because obviously I'm always like if no one tells me what to do, I'm always in my own bubble. I'm not gonna step out my bubble just to do something. So I'm always kept kept myself to myself throughout the whole kind of childhood. So, yeah. but when I'm like at temple, I just feel very off. Like I don't fit in with them. Mm. Have you ever been told you don't act Vietnamese? No. No, 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 no one told me. You that. never been told that you know. No. You don't act like one of us. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I have. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, one of us. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I'm cool. Go on. Many times, like in in high school, I've had my own friends say, "Oh, white boy." Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Things like that, innit? Just, just, just little digs. I can see I've where they're coming with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had them. Um, but like, just in in in, in all circles, though, like uh, even. For example, in Ghana, they call me Ablochi. That means like foreigner, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? 
So like, but then Ghanians at the same time will call me Ghanian. In the same sentence, they'll call me a Ghanian, but they call me a foreigner. So it's like they see me as one of them, but at the same time, they don't. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get the same. I get called a foreigner back home. They call mm-hmm. us Valetti, mm-hmm. which means... Sounds sick. A Westerner. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah. Ablochi means Westerner. So mm-hmm. we're the same people, mm-hmm. but we're not the same there back home. Go. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're not the same mm-hmm. here. Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. So again, identities, it's it's a cruel game for us out exactly. here, man. It's a, it's a cruel game. Mm-hmm. Going on to identity, innit, is like, that's why I'll never, like, I know, like, um, a lot of, like, the diaspora, innit, or, yeah. like, people who are, like, uh, whose parents come from different nations and they've, yeah. b- they've been born in Britain, yeah. they'll call themselves or they'll identify with the nations of their parents. I can't ever fully do that. When I was younger, I did. I would just say I'm Ghanaian, innit? Mm-hmm. But like growing up in it, I can't. I can't say that I'm Ghanaian because even when I look to myself, hundred percent, I know for a fact I'm not hundred percent Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have been born and raised in Britain. I am affected by British colonialism in, in the sense that Ghana is a part of the Commonwealth, and you know my parents came here for kind of a better life. Do you know what I'm saying? And even when I go to Ghana, Ghanaians say that I am. Or I'm also British, innit? So it's like. So what do you identify yourself as? I, I'm a British Ghanaian. That's what. That's the way I, d- I identify myself. Yeah, it's like this I'm a dude national. Um, asked at my workplace, like, because I'm competing for like, imagine like the future when I'm competing at high levels. So oh, what what country are you gonna represent? I said like, I represent uh, GB Britain. I'm like, why not Vietnam? Like, because I wasn't born there. Go back home. That's what he's saying. We don't want you go back home. So at the same time, I would rather choose Britain because that's where I faced all my struggles and my suffering exactly. yeah. when I'm competing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I have not faced any struggles in Vietnam. I don't know what it's like in Vietnam. So why would I represent a country that I've not been a part of? I can resonate with that in high school. Um, people used to say, oh, where are you from? I'd say, Germany. I'd say, no, you're not from Germany, you're from Pakistan. Oh, we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, where you really from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, said, I said, I'm from Germany. I was born there. I got a German, pa- no, you're Pakistani. I said, okay, cool. I've been in Pakistan four times. Mm-hmm. I'm, what, 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I've never lived there. I've been on holidays, mm-hmm. right? But somehow, in this magical world, in their world, uh-huh. I'm Pakistani. Yeah. And I don't think they understand the difference between ethnicity mm-hmm. and nationality yes. and how people identify between that. Mm-hmm. My heritage is Pakistani, mm-hmm. but I'm not a Pakistani because when I go there, I feel like an outcast anyway. Mm-hmm. My cultures are at total um, at odds mm-hmm. against their culture. Way of life. You mm-hmm. probably experienced when you were gone out mm-hmm. two years. It's a completely different way of life. Mm-hmm. And that person that asked that situation, yeah. I don't know if they're being willfully ignorant mm-hmm. or just a <laughs> bit ignorant yeah. Um, yeah. but it's a what situation that all ethnic minorities do face on a, on a regular situation mm-hmm. you know it, a lot of people I was watching this uh, reading this um, newsletter about um, black people in financial technology banking mm-hmm. and it's not about diversity it's more about tokenism where they say we're all about inclusion but it's mainly about having you know a bit more um, um, equality for the media, for the pictures. Ah, fair. But they don't ever make, make them talk. They may have a panel of men, white mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. and one Asian woman, mm-hmm. but they make sure she doesn't speak. Mad. Because the men run banking, white, male, older men run banking. Mm-hmm. So it's tokenism. Um, and it's trying to make sure that we are seen as people who represent our own values, mm-hmm. 
um, and we're not here to conform to other people's values. You know what I mean? If they're saying, oh, you're not, you're not British. So, okay, what am I then? My passport says I'm British. Mm-hmm. Then you got people saying, oh, you can't be British uh, unless you're white. Mm-hmm. Okay, Polish people. I mean, their culture is completely different to British culture. Mm-hmm. But once they marry into a British family, mm-hmm. couple couple generations down the line, mm-hmm. they have an English name, and mm-hmm. no one can ever ever tell they have a Polish heritage. Mm-hmm. And for them to say they're British, no one asks questions. Mm-hmm. But a black person that's been here for six seven generations since mm-hmm. the night since the early eighteen hundreds when the Moors came in the UK, ah mm-hmm. oh, nah. Where you, where you, where you, where you really from? from? Yeah, you get me. Yeah, that that, that that definitely does exist. That definitely does exist. But I think nationalities and uh, identifying with nationalities is always kind of changing. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, someone might look at a North African and go, "You're not an African," but I know some North Africans who are kind of more African or more Pan African than Black Africans are. Do you know what I'm saying? Gaddafi's Pan-African, yeah. Exactly, and he's an Arab. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. some people go, will look at them and go, no, nah, they're not Africans because they're Arab. But mm-hmm. they themselves are born on the continent mm-hmm. and identify uh, with Africa and as Africans. So how yeah. can you, who you being a person who's not even from the continent yeah. or who doesn't even live on the continent, ignorance. turn around to them and say that they're not African? Ignorance. Do you know what I mean? It's African. ignorance. So, yeah. you know, I think um, words and meanings and definitions and definitions are always constantly changing. Yeah, like my pal Musa, um, he was one of the few, if any, black Muslims in, in our high school. And I remember him getting, being subjected to things like, oh, I didn't know there were people that existed that were black and Muslim until I met you. I was like, wow. If you look at the continent of, of Africa, <laughs> A lot of I think Muslim. that's the second most populous Muslim place in the <laughs> world. Mm-hmm. And for people from Africa to say things like, I never met or even knew black Muslim existed until I met you, I was like, wow, where have you guys been living? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Under a rock somewhere. Under a rock. I think, I think that's just, I don't think that's blissful ignorance. I think that's just retarded <laughs> ignorance. Yeah. But um, I want to end on that note there. We've covered a lot of bases there. But thank you for everyone joining into our podcast. Um, and thank you for TJ coming in saying, how's your two It's okay, yeah? Uh, he looks high dealing guys. with it yeah <laughs> well yeah we're gonna wrap you up for the there. record i did not smoke weed yeah he, he doesn't but well, i used to but anyways all right piece. guys all right guys peace out from me you stole one from where i know i'm gonna say safe all right. peace, peace. No, good,